Hi, I'm Waylon Revis from A Killer's Confession, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio, and I have the pleasure to sit here today with my old friend, Waylon Revis of Killer's Convention. Revis. <laughs> it's all good. It's we're, such a, we're such good old friends that I can still screw up his name. <laughs> it's all good, Bill. Uh, like, I'm just like, Bill, just you know you me. Yeah, that's just call me Wayland. You know, that's why I tried to leave my name out of the public eye. And I went, remember, went back in the day and I just went by Wayland. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that was why, because nobody has ever since Beavis and Butthead, no one can pronounce my name. So I was like, I'm just going to be Wayland. That's, that's it. what I think about Beavis. You know? <laughs> exactly. Because it's spelled the same, yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. pronounced Revis. And then I knew that, you know, you know, we used to hang out back in the day. It reminded me of Beavis. (laughs) Well, that's because, you know, I was a little jacked up just like he was. (laughs) (laughs) But man, hey, man, I'm glad uh, we're taking the time to to get together and uh, do this. Uh, We talked a little, I mean, well, we've been talking for years, but I mean, we talked a little bit before this recording and it's uh, good to catch up. It was. Full circle again, current, and, and uh, man, we got so much to talk about. I'm excited. Everything is coming full circle, you know. It, it just, you know, I. But the thing about it is, it's like for first time we've known each other for years, but now I think that Bill's actually sitting down with the real Wayland, and yeah. that's the. I'm really excited about this interview because I mean, it's you, and we have been friends for so long, but now I feel like you can actually have that conversation with me because now I'm actually me. Yeah, there's transparency. There's no, you know, any any of the stuff that was like holding us back before. No, know, no, no. It was a, trapped in the mind, the fear, whatever. Oh, that the the AC in the background, whatever. The AC. <laughs> My wife's just smiling like, I'm sorry, it was hot. <laughs> uh, somebody was screaming for a second, but that, that's all right. Anyway, uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, like I usually like to start with. Uh, when I when I'm talking to people on the show, is like get a little bit about their background. You know, I mean, I know your history growing up in North Carolina and stuff, but for the fans that may not know too much okay. about that, what can you tell us about your upbringing in North I, Carolina? And I was brought up in North Carolina, the mountains of North Carolina, Wilkesboro. Um, you know, through the '80s and '90s, and um, you know, not really. Too much to talk about because, I mean, if you think of Mayberry from Andy Griffith, that's my hometown. You know, it's like everybody knew everybody. Um, real small place. And, you know, what I do now really there was odd. You know, like, it's like you're in a band. You need to go get a job. And, you know, it's like we don't do that around here unless that's you're playing. devil stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> and a lot of, um, you know, country music and bluegrass is from that area. So being a metal singer really wasn't something that was too... It, it didn't get looked on too highly for choosing that path. Um, you know, and, and I, was, I was there till 2003 and then got the call to come here to Cleveland, which now I proudly call home. 
Um, it's uh, the city that made me who I am. It's a city that, you know, it's like it made the persona. It made it built me to the musician I have become. And I owe everything to that. And when people ask me, where's my hometown? I never say North Carolina, even though I was born there. I'm a Cleveland. I'm Cleveland through and through. You know, Cleveland awesome. is my it's my home. Like I moved to Philly for a year and I said I want to go back home to Cleveland the whole time. Did I not, honey? And we welcome you. We're glad to have you and stuff. Um, but back during your childhood, like what were some of your early, what what influenced you? Uh you know, what kind of music were you into back then that influenced you to get into? Well, being honest, you know, my name is Waylon. And my brother's Willie, and that's the <laughs> truth. Um, you know, so we a lot of country. Um, metal really wasn't a part of my life until, like, my formative years as a teenager, you know. I, mom listened to, like, Tanya Tucker and Lee Greenwood and okay. Kenny and Dolly and Loretta Lynn. And my dad, you know, of course, Waylon and Willie, Roy Orbison, uh, the Beatles. Um, nothing, you know, really... That outside of that genre, you know, a lot of gospel, a lot of stuff from the church, you know. Um, but when it came to music, it really wasn't, um, you know, when I found metal, I was already like 50 steps behind everybody. You know, I had not come up with King Diamond and, and Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath and Metallica. Like I, I found that like in, in like the early, like 90. You know, so like I'd already been through, you know, first yeah. part of my life, but it was all country, man. I didn't even realize people could make music. You know, I didn't realize how it was done. And then my buddies were all in like garages and stuff playing guitars, sounding like crap. <laughs> and it's like, I got to do this too. I can sound as bad as you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so let's talk about the, the when you got exposed to metal. How did that happen? Was it through a friend? A friend? Yeah. You know, uh, my buddy I mean, was like. Probably pre-internet. I'm, oh, yeah. Way you know, pre-internet. I, I, I was in sixth grade, I think. And my buddy, Jeremy Dole. Of, his name was Jeremy Dole. And he's like, started like wearing Metallica shirts. And I'm like, damn, that's devil. That's the <laughs> devil, man. It's like, and I was like, no, it's not. And he's like, dude, shut up and listen to this. And he, I did. And, and that was it. it. That was it, man. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and then shortly after that, I found like Marilyn Manson and Corn and, you know, Pantera, uh, Sepultura. Um, Fear Factory, Machine Head. Like, I started getting into all that. The Roadrunner thing back in the early 90s where, I mean, just all these heavy bands were coming out and just, like, fell in love with it. But I was already steps behind it because I didn't have the stuff that had influenced them in my catalog. So I had a lot of catching up to. I remember Tool. I remember, like, Tool and Maynard. When I found Tool and being like, oh my God, this dude can sing in ways I'll never be able to sing. And to this day, I still feel that way. I still mm-hmm. like Maynard. I put, if I want to be inspired, I put Maynard on. And because he does things I don't think of. And uh, he t- his voice is soothing to my soul. Like Maynard is intelligent as they come when it comes to writing and just the way he lays it out. I mean, come on, look at the new Tool. Tool, I mean, 15-minute songs? I mean, seriously, man. I, I don't even have the, the the time to do something like that. And just the, the genius of it. it it's, it's pure People's genius. attention spans anymore, too. My attention span's like, not there. I have to do one song a day. I yeah, mean, yeah. me and a couple of friends say, one song a day, man. I, it's like, because you get lost. Tool in moderation, right? And, you know, I, I'm sober. 
And like, I go to listen to Tool song and man, I get lost like I was stoned. And I'm like, are we still listening to the same song? What's going on here? Kind of get lost, but it's so good. You do get lost like that. But I mean, I don't know any other band that could do what Tool does. I mean, Tool is just, it's Tool. And take the time that they have. And, 13 and years. Come back and then <laughs> kill all the pop. Uh, people taking the top spots for those who cannot see my both arms are raised and praising (laughs) thank you thank you thank you maynard thank you maynard thank you (laughs) thank you tool i love you i love you guys that's great so then uh you started listening to that that music uh, your buddy got you into uh start listening your friends started playing in garages you you got involved what was your first uh project would you say my first project uh, i don't know if what the language barrier is here but uh, i'll go it was named clusterfuck <laughs> it, it was it was my first project and um we had this garage band and then we all went together and we snuck out and i was 16 may 5th 1995 is when it all changed for me um i remember the date i remember the time um this one the first time i seen corn it's first time i ever seen a national I seen a big band. Well, they weren't big at the time, yeah. but it was the first time that I ever. It was it was uh, Corn, Marilyn Manson, and Danzig. Wow! And uh, it was at the Ritz in uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it was my first concert ever. I'll never forget it. And I met Jonathan and the boys that night. I met Manson. I didn't really care to meet Danzig because yeah. I was too busy, you know, like, oh my God, it's Manson and Corn, And that night really changed my life forever. Uh, after seeing that show that night is when I decided that's what I want to do. This is a platform I want to be a part of, and this is what I was put here for. And then what would, I mean, like, how far distance is that from where you guys were living at to... That was about a two-hour drive. Okay, so it was like if you're going Cleveland to Columbus. Yeah, it was like going Cleveland to Columbus. You and your buddies got together in the car, and you're like, we're going to this show. Mm-hmm. We were. It was back in the day when it? everybody had low riders, those low, low rider pickup trucks with the with the with the back on it. Yeah, where, yeah, and we'd all sit in the back of that truck with you know with covered. Okay, and just yeah, like yeah. and every felt every bump in the road it was terrible drive it, it yeah. was just so, so god really like smuggled to the concert <laughs> that was right? smuggled right and then traffic to the corn show right? i actually have a friend that i'm just now talking to again david uh, uh my buddy good buddy david and i i snuck him out took him to see corn after that experience yeah. and his mama to this day still hates me for it <laughs> like seriously <laughs> she uh, julie got to meet him and she's just smiling it's like yeah she still hates you i'm like yeah what did you do you corrupted him i did but dave's like, good people man david is an awesome person so but it was like you know once you got your your hook you knew you had to bring others in oh man right? he was like that was the greatest experience even today he's like that was the best concert ever because we went and seen corn in the deftones with orange nine millimeter and it was just like in wow. deftones adrenaline wasn't even out yet Wow, and just really? Chino come out there and blew us all away. Like Chino is like one of those vocalists too. They were just like, good God, how good can you be? You know, it's like just blowing everybody away with that, that new metal thing that was coming around that time that just took everybody by storm. And everybody like wants to diss new metal. New metal is awesome. It was, man. It, it was, an, it was us. And for everybody to call it the dumb part of metal, screw you guys, man. You didn't live it. Like you're just talking back because you're, you know, an elitist guitarist. Well, that shit's great too, but don't be dissing new metal. New metal had feeling, man. 
And I hate that. I hate watching other genres of metal dissing. Metal is metal, guys. Uh, Get it straight. Yeah, you know, I mean, we could go. There, there's so many subcategories mm. of other all kinds of groups that fuck they, the subcategories. Going toward, we're all moving towards the same light, man. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, see, I you know, we're spoiled up here in Cleveland, man, because it's just like, you know, I mean, we could go see shows any. You know, just right down the street, not not smuggle in the back of trucks for two hours and stuff like that. It's like, if you guys put in the work, kids today won't know about No, man, they don't know. in that work to go. And nothing really came. That. Came there. Like, like it, it's North Carolina. Yeah. And, like, they, I'm sure they weren't, like, uh, available in the local store there either. Oh, yeah, they were. But you had to go to the major city to get it. Yeah. Like yeah, I had to go I'm to Winston Salem, which was another hour away from my home. If I wanted to get then we got lucky and had Sound Exchange and uh On Cue, which was like Media Play. It was a small substore that that came to my hometown and finally I could get yeah, music without day, making the trip. Yeah, yeah without yeah. making the trip, get stuff day one. And uh I always loved uh going into the music store. People don't know now what it's like to go back there and look at the catalog and see the releases before they came out and be like i'm pre-ordering this and pre-ordering this oh my god did you know they're coming out a new album like that and then when you get that album you run straight to your car put it in your tape deck or your cd player open that book and not even leave the parking lot yeah you wouldn't even leave the parking lot you'd sit there yeah and put it in start listening to the whole such thing. a such yeah. a kid's and I'm not being mean when I say this. You have seriously no idea how fun that was. Oh, man. I mean, and having a hard copy of the artwork and the lyrics and just to read the thank yous. Oh, speaking and, of which. You know, all that good stuff, you know? I'm not legally allowed to give one of these out yet, but here, you can look at this actual physical hard copy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is what it's about, you know? I was just talking with a guy that I interviewed the other day, and it's just like, you know, everything's streaming now, and... Yeah, you get to hear the music and you kind of enjoy the music a little bit, but the the putting in the work, if you really are invested in the in that band or the music, pick up the hard copy, support them, have that in your collection. I uh, was uh, talking with Vinny Stigma the other day. He's uh, from Agnostic Front. You yes, know? and um, they they got that Godfather's a hardcore uh, movie out, that documentary, and. We were talking about that, and I, I wanted to see it, so the only way I could see it was stream it. But I'm like, dude, I want a hard copy. I want to add it to my collection. I want to have, you know. Want a DVD? <clears throat> want a v- Yeah, yeah. You want Remember the, the VHS? Like, my old com- my comic book collection has now become, like, all the Marvel movies in the steel case from Best Buy. You know, mm-hmm. that's how, what I'm collecting now, you know. She stopped me from collecting. <laughs> she likes it when I get rid of it now. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm kind of in that place now, man. The box is... Uh, that's a whole nother story. You know, the box These are the two new ones. And I got rid of stuff to make room for that. But I ended up giving myself the Nintendo Switch Lite. Because, like, I didn't realize my stuff was so valuable. And neither did she. She's like, you took your junk and just got enough money to buy a whole brand new system to take yeah. on the road with you. And I did. And then uh, I got these for my birthday. Uh, the, the, the Pennywise. Because I really love the new It. But I love the old It, too. Yeah, yeah. And upstairs, I just pulled out the book. For the people listening at home, we're looking at Waylon's uh, figure collection of Pennywise from the movie It. Yeah, there's a great big one behind him. Yeah, yeah. It scares the kids. It keeps them out of my office. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it keeps them out of the office. Work like, needs to get done here. It does. And more. <laughs> and uh, here's the funny part about this. As fun as this room looks, so much work really does get done in here. 
Yeah. It really does. Like you're sitting in actually Julie's spot. You see the printer and the, and the, and the, the I know now she's sitting on the floor and I feel horrible. No, man, don't, don't. But like the arcade one ups are here for that moment when I'm just like, I can't write anymore. I got to, there's something that they call the Pomodoro, uh, training or Pomodoro effect. Like they, I learned about it in college. I'm, I'm probably butchering it, but they say, you know, when you're like reading, you can only retain so much new information. You can only focus on so much uh, information for a, a certain period of time. And then you're sp- the timer goes off and then you go take a break, do something else, switch your mind to something else. And then that timer goes off and you come back. And re and it like reboots your mind and it helps. It's so the I truth. That's what this is. The, like it is, your, and uh, you, you know, but behind you, the Mortal Kombat, which actually sees the most life out of all of these. And yeah. well, no, I, Golden Tea, I play a lot, I, and and I've been playing Street Fighter less. But like, I'm sitting here, and I finally just get burnt, and I'm like, I've got to walk away, and I, I shut it down. That's the and, best thing. And then they usually, like I said, I usually got a TV up here, which is down because of the shows, because we have the fully animated show now, okay, um, which you've seen at the yeah. House of Blues. And I'll put a movie on or and play a game. And sometimes I'll just turn them on and just put them on a game and let it sound like an arcade in here. Nice. Just let it sound like an arcade and just kind of sit back and just let my mind go. And then I'm able to come right back to what so I was. That's doing. like your, uh, uh, when people listen to like guided meditation and stuff to peace, peaceful take them away like a flowing river or something you just need the arcade game in the background yeah because i spent so much time in the arcade as a kid um you know to me it's fun it's it it, it taps into that childlike creativity it does it totally does and i love it man especially when i hear the mortal kombat 2 it's just like because it's got one two and three on it and i'm like ah i love that game it's like i kind of get tickled when when she first when i seen it at walmart like my wife can back up me over i was like a little kid it's like oh my god it's more combat. She's like, she's, you, you understand. You, yeah, that was exactly what I said. I was like, you don't understand. And, uh, but like having these, I love it because, you know, the band will be down here and it's just, it, it it's, it's an old way to communicate with each other too. Yeah. You know, it's like you play these games together and it's not like playing online. It's like, this is an arcade machine. Yeah. It was winter stays, loser not pays. Not on the couch, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like winter stays. Stand up. You're more focused. Moving. You are. And yeah. you talk the most trash to each other, and it's your buddies, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and they'll come over here, and I and I'll be honest with you, I beat the snot out of everybody. If you touch one of the machines with me, like they're in my home. Yeah, I was, I was. Somebody spending more, a little bit more time. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm totally spending time, and I, and I destroy anybody who tries to play me at them. I don't think I've been beat on any one of these machines. All right, well, I'm sure there's some challengers out there. Oh, they're more than welcome. Come in my house and leave losers. All right. So let's get back to your story here. So, first band back home, Clusterfuck. Clusterfuck. Clusterfuck was the original version of Three Quarters Dead. Okay. It never really changed except so for the name. Grew into- it, it went from Clusterfuck to Crank to Strict Nine uh, to Three Quarters Dead. I mean, we went through all these names, and it was the same but band. It was the same people. It was the same right? people. We just went just through different like- names. And the style always remained the same. Yeah, a terrible. It was just terrible. It yeah, was like we right. didn't know what we were doing. Um, I didn't learn. Uh, I got to give credit with Chris too. I didn't learn what I was doing until I joined Mushroom Head. Yeah. Uh, like Mushroom Head was the one that really Steve Felton. Whether we see eye to eye or not, you know, I learned a lot from that man. Uh, he taught me a lot, and I owe him a lot on that. And I, I, I will never take that away from him. You know, granted, we we went down separate paths now. 
Yeah. But Steve taught me a lot, and uh, I, I can't. I'll never take that away. He did. He showed me uh, a lot of things I didn't know. But also at the same time, I have left that that position in my life and worked with other people like Sahaj Tickenton from Rye and and producers who have taught me so much more about yeah. about making songs and why it works and why it doesn't work. So it's like I mean, there's a long list of people I could name, but I mean, Steve is at the top of that for the list of the first real person to change the way I thought about how to write music. And let's talk about that then going from, uh, three quarters dead. Like when, when did, uh, the whole, like how, how did three quarters dead? How did you get connected with mushroom head? And then um, end up eventually joining, we ended up get, uh, being able to get on a tour with, uh, those guys, uh, with Avenged Sevenfold. Okay. Avenged Sevenfold was opening for mushroom head and yeah, we were okay. opening up for Avenged. It was so odd because us and Avenge were in the same ugly white van. <laughs> you know, we had the exact same van trailers yes. and stuff. And it just spawned from there. You know, it's like uh, there's a little known secret about this. I have played on every tour, album tour Mushroom ever had. Double X on a major lease. I'm not talking about Super Buick or, mm. or, or, or M3 or, or self-titled. I'm not yeah, talking yeah, that, yeah. that was old Cleveland. That's, yeah, that's yeah. old school Cleveland. I'm talking about like Universal Days. Yeah. And I opened up for them when they had the Double X album, when they were on the tour for Double X. And then I ended up opening up for them when they were on the 13 tour. Ended up going tour with them during the 13 tour. And then Jay left. And I finished the 13 album cycle. Yeah. And then Save Your Sorrow, Beautiful Stories, Righteous and a Butterfly. The, you know, the only thing, I, I won't be doing the new album. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. but I, my time there is done. You know, it's like I had... My history with Mushroom Head, and I'm able to say this now, it's like I had a lot of resentment and a lot of hatred and a lot of anger, and I'm through all that. I am totally through all that. But my time there, and I can honestly say it with a, without a shadow of a doubt, it's over. You know, it, that part of my life is done, and I'm glad. You know, I had a great time doing it. It made me a lot of the person I am today, but that book's closed. You yeah. know, it's just like chapters in your life. Yeah, nothing yeah. lasts forever or like the military you go into boot camp and you started boot camp and then you got to go to this school for this specific training and then once you're done with that school you go out to you know whatever your unit is and then you go you're you know you're building up you, you're constantly become, building your life and you got to constantly grow but i mean when i when the time came and i left mushroom do i wish it happened under different circumstances yes um do i wish it didn't happen no I I know for a fact I want to be where I'm at, and I want to do what I'm doing now. I'm happy. Um, I appreciate everything happened during the Mushroomhead years. You know, it's like I really don't like talking about it anymore. Uh, I know the reason I am talking about it right now is because it's you, Bill. Yeah. I mean, we've known each other for years, and I can have this conversation with you with anybody else. I don't want to talk about this with you. You you don't know the insides like you would, Bill. Yeah. And and I and I but I'm not here to cash. Uh, uh, cast shade on anybody. I'm not here to sit there and point fingers and, and, and be derogatory towards any certain member or any, anything. It's, it, it is what it is and it's done. And yeah, I mean, like we were talking a little bit before, you know, it's just like holding on to those resentments do us more harm than they do the people that were holding resentments against man. And it's, it's so freeing to just let, you know, people are going to be who, who they are. I was having that issue getting too, feeling myself getting too involved because of my history with the band and people mm-hmm. in that band. And then there's all these sides and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? This ain't doing me any good. And well, you know, I, did I don't of- wish nothing 
ill against anybody. No, it's like no, they, no. Everybody's like, like you said, they served a purpose in my life, you know, but now I'm where I'm at today as a father, sober as well, you know. No, I'm, I'm very sober. And, and I did a lot of damage to myself through those years with mushroom. I had too much fun. And uh, a lot of people like to try to judge me on that. Like, Bill, you know the old me. Yeah. You know the, the, the wild, burn the city down, let's tear it up tonight, wailing. And you came in and new dollar bill. Yeah, know? exactly. Anything, and so. I'm not there anymore. And a lot of people want to cast shade on me and all that. It's like, well, you walk in my shoes. Exactly. And, and if you if and if you could handle the pressures that were on my shoulders and you could do it any differently, good for you. But I doubt it would have happened. Um, yeah. Like a lot of people want to cast shade because they yeah. think, you know, they're all more righteous than thou. And they can they can they can judge you, but until you walk into a room and everything's about you, you'll see where your moral compass goes. Exactly. And it took a lot of growing up on my behalf. Um, a a, a good woman, a damn good woman. I, I love my wife to death. She is uh, she's the she's my rock. If I if I'm feeling messed up in any way, I can always go to her and and she'll knock it right back out of me. She'll be like, nope, you ain't going back to that lifestyle. And I'm not. not but, awesome. but thing about it is, I had a lot of growing up to do, but a lot of things, baggage I had to address and look at myself. And uh, I don't care if it hurts people's feelings or not. I had to do what was right for me. Because yeah. if I didn't, I wouldn't be here anymore. No. No, I... And I can relate, man, with my time in recovery and everything. You know, I mean, that's another thing that we both are share in common now. It's just like, you know, once you um, once you get rid of that life, you realize who your true friends are. And your true friends are the ones that are going to be there. And, you know, want to see true friends are the, are the people pulling you out of foxholes. Yep. Building you up with them. You know, if well, you're in a hole, they crawl down yeah. with you. They don't just... Oh, let me give you some advice from up top here. They come down in the hole with you. They sit with you. Hey, man, let me show you how I got out. You know, and if you know another way, then it's like I said. It's like I have two years <clears throat> under my belt now, and that's a long time. Yeah, but that's a long time. Um, now I, I have fear of it. Um, I've had physical ailments because of the damage I've done to myself. I have fear. It it grosses me out. It and and I have I have tolerance to other people who are in that hole and I don't judge them. But at the same time, I don't let their mistakes that they're making influence my, my thought process and pull me back into that hole. And and I'll try to help them out. But the thing about it is too, it's like true sobriety and true change come when you want it. Yeah. You got to want it. Yeah. And if you don't want it, you're not going to have it. You got to, you got to want to change and you got to, and, and you got to walk the walk. It's not their recovery. It's yours. No. You know? and, and nobody else is, and, and nobody else can take credit for, for where I'm at, except for my wife. Because by God, she's the one that had to pick up the pieces. And, and, and you did, honey. And I love you for it. I really do. You, you, you held me together when I needed it most. I mean, cause I could be at a whole different, if it wasn't for Julie, I could have been in a whole different place, but she put me on that play uh, on that position to do it. And then I looked at her one day and I was like, I'm going to walk the walk and there's nothing you or you or you or you can do to stop me. Cause I want this for myself because none of y'all can understand the unhappiness that was in my life because of these situations and because yeah. of the decisions I made. And it's easy for me now. Cause now I think about it and I get sick. I got a, I got a physical 
ailment to the, the thought of even doing it to myself. But at the same time, it's also the thought of being that uh, self-destructive and I almost died. Yeah. I don't want to die. Yeah. I got, I got, I got more music in me and I got more stories to tell. Yeah. And I'm, you know, that through that, like come to Jesus moment or whatever, that near death experience, it's like, uh, you've kind of become, uh, this is like, you know, like your son, Phoenix, you know, rising from the ashes. Right? I, I totally have rose from the ashes. And, uh, you know, it's like a lot of people like they're going to judge me, but go ahead, man. Go ahead. It's like, if you're that concerned with my life, that's a bad issue. You need to be looking around what's going on in your life yeah, a lot exactly. more than mine. Because a lot of people want to throw shade, shade at me because of the decisions I made. Yes, I it's made them. It's so in, much easier on social media and the internet to be a, you know, oh, yeah. keyboard tough guy and everything. Oh, it, it, too, it is like, know? but I, I, I challenge anybody to walk the path I'm walking. And if you can, good for you. If you can't, shut your mouth. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, I chose my destiny. Choose your own. Yep. That's, I have no. Was that Street Fighter 2 or what was that? Choose your destiny or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not like a video game thing too, but. Um, so, you know, uh, anything else you want to set the record straight on about your departure from Mushroom Head or. No, I, I, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, and like I said, I wouldn't talk about this with anybody else if it wasn't you. And uh, anybody else who has the idea of listening to this interview and want to ask me these questions, you're not going to get the same luck. So there you go. Well, thank you, man. You're welcome, grateful. Bill. Um, so after that point, you had a sabbatical for music, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of working stuff out. We want to talk about a little bit about what you did before AKC started. I worked with children and because of you, um, you're the one that hooked me up with uh, that company. You know, I'm not going to mention names of where I work because I no. can't because of HEPA. Yeah. But um, I worked with children, and that made me realize how lucky I was. You know, I mean, granted, I was still in the same mental position, demon-wise, you know, my own shortcomings. And, uh, and uh, you know, but I wanted to help kids because I always had a big heart. Because maybe I was yeah. making some bad decisions for myself. Didn't mean I didn't care about other people. Um, but, um, you know, it, it showed me how lucky I was. To, to had the career I'd had at that point, you know, my career is not over and I don't mean to put it in past tense, but at that point it was past tense. And, uh, finally, you know, the, uh, the, the kids I was working with is like, Waylon, we know who you are now because somehow they got on the internet and figured it out. And even though it wasn't supposed to, yeah, they're not supposed to have internet there or whatever. But and they it, flat out said, it's like, uh, you're not, fo- you tell us to follow our dreams every day and you don't follow yours. So you're being kind of a hypocrite. And, uh, wow. that, that's what did it. And I was like, all right, all right, you're out. I got to go. I got to go. got to do this. And that's how, you know, I met Matthew Trumpy and he's back in my life now. I'm having, you know, talking to Matt again. It's amazing. I love that dude to death. He helped me start AKC, him, John Dale, Paul Elliott, JP, you know, we, we started AKC and I mean, AKC has went through some member changes and stuff, but they had to, man. It's like, I had to figure shit out and I had to do things for myself. But now, you know, it's like I, I work with who I work with and uh, do a uh, got my own world here. And uh, where it goes is just, you know, where's the limits of my imagination? So let's talk a little bit about the origin then of AKC and then like what kind of like roadblocks you experienced putting that first, you know, first but, album together and first uh, a lot of Mushroomhead, uh, a lot of uh, 
old mushroom things uh, came back to bite me in the ass. Um, just did. It made it really hard. Um, you know, and we fought through a lesser man would have tucked tail and ran and not want to deal with it and be like, screw this. I can't get by this wall. But I was like, no, we're going to tear this wall down. And I tear that wall down. There'd be another one. And I tear that wall down. And then there's another one. And there's been a wall and a wall and a wall. And it's never stopped. It's still happening today. And, uh, and I'm just like flat out. I was like, listen to the music. And when I get them to do that, yeah. That's when it changes. The wall starts. And then when up. people actually open up and talk to me, they get an idea of this person that's been put out there that I am, that I'm not. Yeah. And I never was. Because, I mean, things get elaborated and things get changed. And, you know, you turn into being a eight-foot-tall giant demon that will rip off anybody's head that comes yeah. near you. And I'm not that guy. I'm, not, I'm totally not that guy. Uh, man, when we first started hanging out and became friends i told you back then i go man it's your heart that always brought me wanting to relate with you wanting to be friends with this guy and that heart's always been there despite the ups and downs and the demons and whatever i've always known the heart you know and that's the thing people got to take the time to get to know the heart and uh the people that you know julie's seen it like she's like oh my god i can't like they are totally blown away with the person you are and i'm and julie all, all the time says I don't know this Waylon they keep talking about. My wife's never met that person. And she's, she's never much better off, I think. Right? Yeah, she's <laughs> way much better off. But uh like but like they turn around and it's like, Oh my god. It was like everything I'd heard about you was false. There's a lot of times I couldn't tolerate the old you and stuff, but you know, I still came back and I was there whenever the phone rang mm -hmm. and you reached out because I knew the heart. And uh, you know, I but I had to get through a lot of things. But now like 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 I said, it's like you're meeting me really for the first time again um i'm the same Waylon, but there's no cloudiness the, yeah, I, I, yeah, the, I was I, about to say the clouds are the clouds are gone i've got a sunny day in front of me every day and i walk this path and i and it, it is it's always sunny in cleveland via philadelphia right <laughs> <laughs> she's just shaking her head <laughs> it was there you pitched it i had to hit it you know <laughs> it's always sunny in Philly, but, um, you know, it's like the, the path I'm on now is the path I was supposed to be on. And it's just like, it took me a long time to find myself and uh, it took me a long time to have enough confidence within my own abilities to not have to rely on anything else. Yeah. And now I don't, I don't rely on the past. I don't need the past to, to elevate me to where I'm at. I make my own destiny and I walk my own path. Either you choose to be there and listen or you don't and either way it's fine with me because like there's millions of people out there that i can if they listen to my music they're gonna they're gonna grasp what i'm talking about so nice so we want to talk a little bit about making that first record and like went what went into that and like some of the outside uh help that you were able to bring in to uh we brought in there. brian welch from corn did the original a, a killer's confession and uh we brought him in and that was Dream come true bucket list thing, you know. We did the album in 30 days, and that was the most stressful, dumb thing I could have done. I mean, it's like, you can't do that, you know. It's like, I was like, oh my God, we can. But I was also delusional and high. And, you know, it's like, uh, I was speeding 100 miles a minute and, and thinking that I could take over the world and, you know, false hope and false, you know. Some of you were trying to turn that resentful energy into something positive and an outlet too. Yeah, well, I did. I was able to do it, but I wish I hadn't have done it now. Yeah. Um, you know, but I had to go through what I had to go through. Like, yeah. just like you say, I don't want to change nothing, but hindsight's twenty twenty, and well, it's 2010. Yeah. I yeah. really can see the fine line there. And uh, I said in an interview the other day, it's like, 
that was a dumb idea. It's like I hurt myself in the long run by trying to move so fast. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I mean, it was good and it was bad, but you know, this time I took my time, uh, with the indifference of good men, I, I made sure it was done correctly. And I made sure that, you know, the, the, everything was properly in line. And, uh, I'm really proud of this album. Um, I can hands down say this is probably the greatest album I've ever written because it's the first sober album, but also it's, it's damn good, and I don't care. And more, I, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to be arrogant by say this, but I think now you know with um, not just sobriety, but like I talked about, you know, I always known that the heart was there, even when your demons were with you. And it's now it's like with, with uh, sobriety and kind of letting the real wailing out. It's like you're opening the heart more, you know. So this is more your heart, your true essence coming out. There's a story this. in the indifference of good man that. You have to listen to it closely. And I'm not going to tell you what the story is. You'll find it on your own. Yeah. But it's all there. And, uh, you know, for those who've been there, it's going to touch them. It's going to, it's going to grab them so fast. They're they're not going to know what, what hit them. But, um, it's just one of those things, man. You just got to open your ears and listen with your heart and it'll find you and you'll put it together quickly. Nice. Nice. Now, real quick, uh, going back to, uh, you mentioned, uh, working with Brian uh, Welch on, on the first album. You want to talk a little bit about how that friendship came to be? Luck. Yeah. I, I toured with him in Mayhem. Brian's just really good people. The, the whole Corn Camp is amazing people. And they just released their new album. They're out on the road. Uh, we I, I haven't spoke with them a lot. Uh, like, ever since. Um, it's, it's been a while. I spoke with Fieldy last year when John's uh, wife passed away, sadly. Okay. And uh, we, we spoke for like an hour, and Brian and I had emailed a few times throughout the year but you know they're on their path and it's like i said earlier i have finally realized it's like i can't rely on anybody you know it's like i appreciate what brian did for me in in the first album and god i would never that was a bucket list thing yeah but but you know corn's got to do what corn's got to do just like akc's got to do what akc's got to do we got to earn our spot yeah and you want to stand on your own and not oh look at it features yeah and and it was awesome that brian did that but now i'm very very uh it hurt didn't it (laughs) (laughs) i'm very happy with what happened with it but you know it's like i understand now more than ever i gotta stand my own two feet yeah nice so you want to talk a little bit about uh the current lineup you got and the making of this new album the making of this new album we have a mark alexander on guitar we have brock star on lead guitar jb cross is on bass and morgan bauer is on the drums when it came to writing i worked with tommy church and john Sestar. Hmm. And uh, wrote with those two guys, Mister Evil. <laughs> yes, he don't like being called that anymore. It's Mister no, Star. He's, he's, he's a Johnny, um, and I sent a lot of it to Sahaj Ticketon. So half the album with Ch- Church was sent to Sahaj and was produced, and that's our radio, and that's our that's the ones that are more commercial. And then with with Star, it's the more industrial old Waylon from Mushroomhead. Okay. Pick it back around. And I did that on purpose for the, the, the commercial stuff is to grab the new fans. The industrial stuff is to keep the old fans happy. Okay. All right. So, and, and then, I mean, you guys got the this CD release show coming up here at the end of yes. uh, October, uh, October 26th, I believe. Odeon. Yes. Um, 
what do you want to tell fans about what to expect? And Expect a, a hell of a knot. It's a packed out show. We have uh, uh, Wolf Hunter is going to be there. We're going to have uh, Tala, Mike Portnoy, uh, Max Portnoy. Uh, okay. Tala is going to be there. We had toured you played there. with them before. Yeah, yes, Tala is going to be yeah. there. Um, uh, Church is going to be there and we'll go to this i'm going to do the the little ep i did with church uh, oh un, yeah, yeah. Un, he the, sent me some of those it was good the, stuff the Unhuman yeah. being um metal mafia is going to be there and then i got a big surprise uh john dale and matt trumpy are going to be there and they're gonna be doing dark lit sky so the original version of yeah. akc nice. will be in the house and there most likely will be a reunion uh, of us doing some old stuff together. So nice, it's going to be nice, a totally... So. And honey, what are the other two bands, uh, the first two bands? Can you look on the flyer for me? There's there's like eight different things going on that night. There's so much. And I'm trying to remember everybody. She's not going to speak. She don't like talking in microphones. Right. Uh, but we got... We got um, She's here, though, people. I'm, I'm looking at her. Desecrate Fate and Assault are also going to be with us there. And, I mean, like, this is going to be a night of Cleveland music. Um, it's going to be a fun night. We're going to revisit the past. Um, we're going to do some new stuff. Church and I are going to hit the stage and do the, do that stuff for the first time live. Uh, Tal is going to be there. I'm going to have Justin come out and do a song he did on The Indifference of Good Men with me. Nice. Uh, we're looking at doing, like, yeah, what? Oh, yeah, and Justin's also in the video, the numb video. He plays my son. He's the one that takes his life in the video. Is Ooh. is, And we, uh, it's going to be a fun-filled night. And it's like, I'm now looking at the reality, and it looks like we're going to be doing like an hour and 40 minutes set. Nice. Like, it's not just going to be, you know, that typical one-hour set off done. No, between church, bringing Trumpy and John up, doing stuff doing the album bringing justin up it's like that's like an hour and 40 minutes worth of music and it's like whoa and then you got this stellar lineup of bands yeah that yeah, are got uh, to check out wolf hunters they're really good yeah well i mean wolf hunters is gonna be there you know it's like tala tala is gonna blow everybody's mind tala is so good um yeah you know he's got a, a saw and desecrate fate you know two up and coming uh bands in cleveland come check those guys out you know we got we got metal mafia you know if you're from cleveland you've heard about the mafia before you yeah, know metal yeah. mafia is going to be there and it's just going to be one of them nights you know it's like it's going to be you know it's like i'm not trying to compete with anybody i'm not trying to do anything i think joe rogan's playing that night and i'm kind of pissed off because oh, i, no. I know it, man it's like i want to go see joe rogan but like well, maybe he'll stop in and see you you know, maybe <laughs> I doubt it, but that would be you awesome. never know. Stranger things have happened. I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan, but I mean, that's going on that night. And, uh, but I mean, it's going to be a, if, if, if you really want to see something special, that's going to be a special show. It's going to be at the Odeon, uh, October 26th. Nice. Cool, man. Well, I got, we'll get ready to wrap this up here shortly, but I got uh, some of the questions that I normally ask uh, the guests that I have on. I'd like to ask you a couple of them to uh, keep the thing going here. Do you have a favorite like morning ritual or routine that you like to do, start every day out with to have like one of your best days possible? There's two rules. All right. Rule one, do not speak to me. Okay. Rule two, let me have my coffee. And then we get to rule three. Make sure that rule two and one are done first, and then you can talk to me. <laughs> nice. 
Okay. See this face? Yeah, yeah. I saw that, I saw that look <laughs> on her face. That pretty much verifies. Yes. <laughs> so during your times uh, being across, you know, tour in the world and everything, is there a favorite place that you visited where when you were there, it wasn't just, you just felt, felt it in your body, the energy? Australia. Australia. Australia still to this day is my favorite place I have ever been. I, I love Aust- the Australian people. Uh, I love the culture. I love that it's just an island out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and in between the Pacific and the Indian and just, I love it. I love Australia. That's on my bucket list. I haven't You've got to go. I've got friends there. there. I talk to still weekly. My buddy Bo down there and... Uh, Good day, Bo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bo calls me other things, but that's that's the love. You know, I can't say it here in America. What's up, cunt? <laughs> and uh, I, it's just a term and endearment. And I love Bo to death. And he is such a good friend. And uh, he uh, just, I miss Australia. That's the one place I've got to get AKC is down in Australia. Nice. I, you know, I believe it'll happen, man. Um, three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today. I think we t- touched a couple. Maynard, times, but... Jonathan, Brian. All right. Um, and what would you want your legacy to be when Waylon's no longer here? I'm going to quote Rocky here. Okay. It's not about how hard you can get hit. So many times you get hit and knocked down and you keep getting up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to quote Rocky on that one. It's, it's about how many times can you get up after being hit? I just had a Stallone weekend. I did all the Rambo movies. Oh, yeah. I went and saw the new one. Is yesterday. it any good? Is it any good? I It's Rambo. It's Rambo. Okay. It, it's Rambo. In a, I don't want to say too much. I will talk off <laughs> off the thing, but it, it's Rambo. I, I love, I, I, I'm a big Rambo guy. And then when I got home, I could, you know, after that, I was just like, I, I threw Cobra on just for the time's sake, man. <laughs> You know, but uh, Matilda, come here, honey. Favorite, and and this might be hard because uh, I mean you still have so many. But favorite toy as a child, and why? My favorite toy as a child. I, my wife and I were watching obscure eighties toy commercials on YouTube yesterday, <laughs> and just I was like, I had that, I had that, but I can honestly say that my favorite toy as a child would have had to have been the slime uh, uh, bone slime thing from He-Man that you put the slime in the top of the, the, the like dinosaur's head and oh, it oozed down yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. It was such a mess and the slimes had this smell to it that to this day I could still smell it. I can't describe it but it's just it's this, this stink and I remember just doing that to all my He-Man figures, and that was like my favorite toy. <laughs> I just loved just like, ah, I don't like you no more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't do that on television with you. No, everybody wanted to get slimed as a kid. <laughs> all right, now here's some, here's here's one that you'll you'll enjoy because I know we've talked many times, and you've actually got to. Here's another thing you got to do and check off in your life: favorite wrestler. Favorite wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin. To this day, Stone oh, hell Cold. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. Uh, I remember him when he was uh, stunning Steve. 
and yeah. back in the WCW and seeing him in North Carolina in, in, in the Crockett promotions and, and stuff back in the early days, yeah. back when he had hair, yeah, and yeah. Uh, him and Brian, P- him and Brian Pillman, the Hollywood Blondes, Hollywood Blondes, and he started with um, uh, gentleman Chris Adams in the USWA down in Texas. Uh, gentleman Chris Adams is, I do believe, is who trained him, and uh, him coming up through there, then going to. Uh, WCW and then come into the, uh, going to ECW when he, after he got let go. Steve is just, uh, just, he was at every man's man, drank some beer yeah. and, and what wanted to whoop his boss's ass. And then just like it resonates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It <laughs> resonates. And to this day, uh, Stone Cold is like my favorite wrestler. I see of all some time. parallels in you, you and his uh, careers, but you know, I won't go get into that at all. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> But you know, as of right now, my favorite—I love AEW. I'm, 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 I'm keeping up with those guys. Awesome. Cody, yeah, Cody Rhodes, too. Cody Rhodes is doing a good thing. Competition is good. I think it's good for the WWE. Um, but the WWE—they just need to hold on to the Fiend. That is like yeah. that is something else, it's man. The hottest the, thing, man. And, that and entrance is so, so freaking amazing. It's so good. And then the Fire High, uh, the Firefly Funhouse is just like I was like. It's so cheesy and creepy. It's so it's so good. Bray Wyatt makes it so good, and uh, a lot of credit there. You know, that'd be a collaboration maybe in the future. Make Casey doing something for Bray. I would totally do something for Bray. Code Orange does his current. uh, I would. Bray ever come me? He's like, well, I'm like any song you want, we'll write it. Bray, uh, just like I'm a huge wrestling fan. I always have been. Um, You know, it's like I don't watch. Like I used to, I'm not as uh, in tune. Yeah, me neither. In yeah. tune to as I was, because then you know I got a, I got a life. I got kids. I got you got the family. You know, it's like I'm totally head first into AKC, and I mean that is my first and foremost love is to make sure AKC is two steps ahead of everybody, and yeah. that's the hard part because guys, you may not realize this. I'm already three steps ahead of everything you're seeing now. Is that's already passed and gone. Yeah. I'm already on to other things. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, and you had a, you had a uh, had a time where you were actually in the ring performing yourself too. Oh yeah, you know? that is true. So. And you may get to see that again very soon. Nice. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, nice. So pay attention to my fan page. You'll find out when. All right. I'm actually, gonna be stepping back into the squared circle sooner than later. All right. Looking forward to that, man. We'll follow. So if people want to keep up on all that, where where should they go? Uh, you can follow Killer's Confession on um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. You can, If you want to follow me, just go follow Waylon Revis or Waylon Revis with the blue check mark. The blue one because it's Revis, people. Revis. Waylon <laughs> Revis uh, with the blue check mark on Facebook. Uh, there's a lot of imposters on there. So just go to the blue check mark and you'll find me. Or go to Waylon Revis Official on Instagram and Twitter. I don't even touch, but there is an account there, but I don't care about. And then we have YouTube where you can find us, a Killer's Confession YouTube channel. And you can find all your needs there and do us a big solid and go to Spotify and follow us on Spotify and you get to hear all our music for free. You know, unless you want to pay for paid subscription, that's your choice. But you, you know, go to Spotify. Spotify has been more than good to AKC. So please go awesome. ahead and go, go awesome. follow, give us a follow there. And as you know, you know, me, I'm a, I'm being, being a veteran. Uh, one thing that I've been trying to do with this podcast is, uh, you know, I remember during my time serving overseas, I would like to just tune out of whatever situations I'm dealing with overseas throw in some earphones and go away to a happy place, listen to a podcast, a good distraction, whatever. That's what I'm hoping to do with this podcast. I'm hoping to 
use this podcast to start reaching our military, especially everybody that's deployed. And I wanted to see if there's any message that you'd like to send to our military members currently serving overseas. Thank you for your service. Um, you're braver than anything I could ever be. Um, you're doing a job that I would be too much of a coward to do. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for standing up for my uh, my rights and my amendments and, and allow me my platform to speak my mind and to be free in a country and, and follow my dreams. And so guys, thank you very much for your service. Um, your, your contributions can never be thanked enough. And, uh, you know, you do, you do us all proud. Thank you. Awesome, man. Thank you. All right. One last favor. I need you to do a uh, promo ID for the show. Promo ID. Introduce myself. <laughs> Hi, this is Waylon Revis, and you are listening to today's Boondoggy? Boondoggle. Boondoggle. Let's do that again. Boondoggle. Okay. Hi, I'm Waylon Revis from A Killer's Confession, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. There you go, brother. It was, uh, all, as always, good to get with you today and, and get a lot of it on tape, man. I really appreciate it, but... You know, there's so much we talk about all the time outside, and let's keep that conversation going, man. It's an honor to be your friend. Now, thank you, man. I, I'm seeing I, the, 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 the rebirth. There, there really has been a rebirth, and it's like people who think they know me, they don't. Like, it's like you, you'll never know how much I've changed until you actually come sit in a room with me. And, and yeah, but you have to know who the old me was, yeah, to 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 know a difference, and that's. But you know, it's like I don't try to throw that in people's faces. I just try to get up every day and just live my life, and awesome. uh, and then hopefully I'm here tomorrow to do it again. Exactly. All we got today, brother. That is right. nothing's guaranteed. Thanks again. Thank you, Bill. Yeah.
top of the dam There's a left in my hands Oh, world that's full of pain One look from your eyes And I realize that I am for tuning into this week's edition of today's boondoggle domain cleveland entertainment is a veteran owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans you can find interesting interviews music news entertainment information and just about everything else in between thank you again for tuning into the show here at domain cleveland <laughs>